0: Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. All right. Today, I want to talk about, we're going to read it first, and then I'm going to start sharing. This is Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to start with verse 16. The theme today is learning how to walk in the Spirit. Ready? I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Say, I'm not under the law. I'm not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Whew, this is a lot, huh? Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. I've never done that. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, <laughs> heresies, hopefully not. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I told you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Say there is no law. there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Isn't this fun? Some of you are sitting there holding the side of your chair going, oh my gosh, where's this going? There is, I want to start with this. There's there's a difference between between living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. There's a difference. I'm going to read this one verse again. Look at verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So just because you live in the Spirit doesn't mean you're walking in the spirit. What does it mean to live in the spirit? It means Jesus is your Lord and savior. It means the Holy Spirit's come to live in you. You live in him, he lives in you. You've become a new creation. You get the new identity. You realize the old things are gone, all things have become new. You realize that you're a holy, righteous baby in the Holy Ghost on this side of the river now, through baptism, yeah? You now live in the Spirit. If you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And what did he say? He says this in verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, that's walking by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You are not under the law. The question is, what does it look like To walk by the Spirit. We were driving the car today and I wondered what my kids would say. So I said to them as we were driving, I said, I said, what's the difference between living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit? And Judah, he's five. He's like, well, one, you're walking. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good start. And then Ellie was pretty profound. She's 11. She's a little older, but she's saying it's It's a difference between living it out, imitating, following after Jesus versus just saying you believe in him. I said, that's really good. That's really good. I want to take it a step farther. Because when we think I got to follow after him, the problem is a lot of us are going to get into works mentality and think we got to try really hard to follow him. But it's interesting that what he says in this passage, he says, walk by the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of your flesh. For if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. And then he goes on and he says that there are fruits, say fruits. Fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. So when he's talking about walking by the Spirit, I find it very intriguing that the analogy he uses is fruit. Life in the spirit is a little different than life in the flesh. In fact, he says in this passage, they're contrary to one another. If you wanna learn how to walk by the spirit, it doesn't necessarily look like walking in the flesh. It looks like bearing fruit. Have you ever seen a tree grunt No, we've never seen a tree grunt, a tree soaks up the sun, a tree takes the wind, a tree receives the water, a tree, as the Bible says, lets its roots grow deep in the love of God. Are we still following? You are alive in the spirit if Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You've received the Spirit if you say Jesus is Lord, for no one can say he is Lord but by the Spirit. That's good news. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's good news. But there's another level. And the other level is don't just take a title and smack it on your forehead and continue to live like your old self. Right? So we've got a title We got an identity change. But did you know that you can actually have an identity change and you can actually be grafted in and not produce fruit? It says that in John chapter 15. Some of you might be like, what? It's true. John chapter 15, Jesus is talking and he says, abide in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit. And then he goes on and he says, if my words abide in you and you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. But if you don't produce fruit, you could be like a green branch. That means you're plugged in, but you're not abiding. And yet, if you don't bear fruit, the father comes, cuts it off. That's pretty harsh. But he cuts it off, throws it in the fire. Okay. Let's take a step on the other side now. We want to produce fruit. But the way you produce fruit isn't isn't by trying really hard to be good little kids. You produce fruit through the knowledge of God and his love for you. And living in communion with him, holding fast to him, receiving him. Think of abiding, and it looks just like, it looks like grabbing all the nutrients you can from the goodness. Just saying, Jesus, I know you love me. Sometimes you're not even saying anything. You just know it deep down. You begin to know God's in me. And what happens is you recognize your life and you see all the things around you and your perspective of people changes. Your whole life isn't just revolved around you anymore. You start to see other people, right? I remember when I became a Christian, I realized I had never seen flowers before. I don't know if this has happened to any of you, but I was in college and I went back down to San Diego State, and I was, uh, before this, I was a drug addict, and I was doing stupid stuff, and then God just radically just saved my life. And I remember walking around the campus, which is a very beautiful campus, and I remember seeing the flowers and just getting rocked, going, oh, my gosh, I don't think I've ever seen the flowers before. I skipped every class that day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if that part was God, but I, felt, I couldn't help myself. I went around for like three hours around this campus looking at flowers. What comes over a man that he just spends all day frolicking around flowers? I wasn't frolicking. But you know what I'm saying? There's, there's an inward work that's in all of us, but yet there's an active participation that he does call us to. It's not your active participation that saves you, it's your faith in Christ. But there's a place that he wants us to walk in the freedom that he purchased for you and learn how to do that. But it doesn't look like the way of the world where you try really hard. It looks like bearing fruit. Which, to bear fruit, comes from the place of rest. It comes from a place of receiving. It comes from a place of realizing he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness in you, and it's simply believing it. It comes from you realizing you're not your old sinner self anymore. You've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It comes from a place of realizing that you're not the little horned child over here. You got a halo over you truly, and you've been gifted the Holy Spirit to live in you and come upon you. And your identity is truly changed. You didn't just get a driver's license for heaven. You as a person are truly changed. You've been born of the spirit because the one man, Jesus, the one man defeated death and he's alive today. The perfect man died a death he did not deserve and death couldn't hold him down and the one man conquered death for all and he's alive today he's alive today ooh i don't just, just sometimes i feel it i just pray you feel that he's alive today right now he's alive today <laughs> now adam adam was what gave us life yeah adam and eve you know they had babies and we're all family in sense okay But Jesus is the second Adam, and the Bible says that he's become a life-giving spirit. He's alive right now. He's conquered death for all humanity, and he's coming back again, and he's been given the keys of everything. The dude reigns. (laughs) I don't know if that's proper grammar, but the dude reigns. I guess it is. He's become a life-giving spirit. So when you become a Christian, you get his spirit. Not just in the sense of, I got that extra package. Like it's just, it's over there. When he gives you his spirit, he puts his DNA in you. The Bible says you become a partaker of the divine nature. It uses analogies like adoption, but you've been, you've been born again. Wow. The reason he uses analogies like adoption is because you're a human and he's God. You understand? But the reality of him bringing you into the family is a full conversion. It's a full conversion. It's a changing of the very fabric of who you are because it's not about your white cells and your red cells and whatever cells there are. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) It's about the spirit who's come to live in you. It's about God Almighty making a home in you and me. Number one, you as an individual, and two, all of us together. Yeah. You've been changed. You are new. You are holy, you're righteous, you're good. You're good. Not because of what you've done. If what you've done can make you good, then Jesus died in vain. Wow. Right? We say this all the time. But yet there's there's that is a truth. But there's another truth. And it's called live it out. You're alive walk it out, breathe it out, accept it for yourself. Allow it, to, allow it to come into your life in your everyday situations. To be led by the Spirit. Jesus was a man who was led by the Spirit. He says, I only do what I see my Father doing I only say what I hear him saying. My goodness. That's, uh, I don't even, I don't even, I don't know if I can comprehend the level of that completely. I only do, is Jesus a liar? I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear, my goodness. He's, he is led by the spirit, yeah? The Bible said he was actually, it's really interesting. He was driven by the spirit. I always think of that like, it's almost like he became a chariot and Holy Ghost came upon him and drove him. It says the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And then he came back in the power of God. What does it look like for Holy Spirit to drive you? What does it look like for you to become his chariot? Not just the chariot in the garage. <laughs> Come <on. Let's> go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not just the horse in the stall making a mess, (laughs) but out in the field where you're meant to be. Being who you really are in the world. So there's one aspect that you have to learn what you've become in Christ, but there's another aspect where we have to commune with Him. It's not just, I've learned a principle, I've learned a doctrine, it's not just, I understand the elementary principles. In the Bible, it says, my goodness, we've got to move on from the elementary principles. Baptism, laying on of hands. That's basically saying, you're a new creation. You got the power in you. Those are That's ABCs of Christianity. The next level, okay, if we move on from it, it, it means us literally being little Jesuses in the world. In our own unique ways. Whether we're computer tech people or ministers or car people, it doesn't matter. You being a little Jesus in your world. You may be a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad with your children, hearing from the Holy Spirit, encountering him, seeing him manifest in unique ways around you, where life is not void of him. He's not someone just talked about. He's someone truly in the room that we get to encounter and see. (sighs) And when we don't know what's going on or we don't understand or, you know, the person next to us just doesn't seem to get it. (laughs) My goodness, humans are humans. They just don't seem to get it. That we can see beyond the person. That we can see God. That we can see love. That he loves us and that he loves them. And that we can be there to love. Yes. We have to learn to do that. Always. We've got to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. There's a difference between living in the spirit and walking in the spirit. And the Lord calls all of us, all of us, to learn how to walk in the spirit. If you think that's too radical, I'm just going to invite you in a little bit more. It, It is radical. It is radical, but it doesn't look radical as in like weird. It looks maybe to the world it does. It looks radical in the sense of love. It looks radical in the sense of I truly believe I'm walking with God. Yeah, that's radical. And, and it's called for all of us. Sometimes we do have fears as humans. We don't want to be the oddball. Sometimes believing in Jesus makes you the oddball. Jesus looked like the oddball sometimes. When you can see hope, when other people see fear, you'll look like an oddball. Yeah? When you foresee a resurrection, when everybody else sees the end of the life, people in the world see death at the end. When, the peop- when people look at life and they go, what's at the end? They go, death. That's the end. No, it's not what we see. We see a resurrection. We're weird. The world needs our weirdness. It needs people filled with hope. When the world sees their circumstances, their business tanking, their relationships, floundering, I like, oh, guess this wasn't meant for me, I guess this person doesn't like, whatever it is. When a Christian sees those things, they get to invite Jesus into it. They get to see with a different lens. They get to say, how do you see this, Jesus? What's out there? Come, God of all hope. <laughs> There's no part of hope that you have as a human that's not attached to God in some way that hope came from him originally. Even a normal human being who doesn't believe in Jesus can have hope, and that hope they feel came from God who created them. He's the God of all hope, yeah? And we get to be people who don't just (laughs) get the Willy Wonka ticket, we get to be people in the factory, (laughs) (laughs) okay? We get to have fun, we get to do stuff, all right? You get to pass out chocolates to kids. (laughs) (laughs) I already did the Halloween message. I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) Man. But God wants us to learn how to walk by the Spirit. But again, walking by the Spirit isn't, I got to try really hard to follow him. And if I'm not, I'm not being a real Christian. That's not what I'm saying. A real Christian is one who's alive in him. That is a real Christian. Listen, those who are Christ's, say, those who are Christ's, Christ's have crucified the flesh flesh. along along with its passions. It's not saying if you walk by the Spirit, you've crucified the flesh. It says if you are Christ's, you've crucified the flesh with its passions, because you believe in somebody. You might not even fully understand what you believe, but you believe in somebody, and believing in somebody means a whole lot. Yeah? Like if you had a newspaper, and on the front it said, good news, and you see Jesus, oh, glorified. Then you got tabs, the economy tab. God blesses you, the health tab. He gives you eternal life. He can heal you. He can deliver you. Come on, you've got all these things in it. You might not know all of that, but you know Jesus is resurrected, yes? Yes. So walking by the Spirit doesn't mean you're a Christian or not. Just believing in Jesus is a Christian. You understand? But it's in this place that we have to learn how to abide so that we can bear fruit. The Lord's gonna give you talents, gifts. Do we multiply them? When you see the Lord at the end and he takes, I don't know how he's gonna do it, but he takes somehow all that you've ever done and he burns it in fire in front of you. I don't know what that looks like. How do you burn something that's been done? But this is a metaphor. When all that you've done is burned in fire before him, will it burn like wood, hay and stubble or will it shine like precious jewels that get refined in the fire? Yeah? We all have, oh, I love babies. We all have an option and an opportunity to engage the spirit in our everyday life. And I really believe that's what God wants us to hear today. You're a Christian, he lives in you, and he's saying, let's hang out. (laughs) Invite me into your home. Invite me into your marriage. Invite me into your business. Invite me into your thoughts. Some of us need him right now more than you've ever needed him. Technically, you've always really needed him. But some of you feel like that, some of you. Some of you feel really giddy but God wants to engage the world. And we are all, humans are always, I remember I was in a college and, and, and this teacher said, well, if Jesus is real, then why doesn't he just ride across the sky right now? I'm real. It's like, that's, how, that's how humans think sometimes. It's like, we're here, God's way over there, God just does whatever he wants. The reality is, is that God is a communal person and he likes us and wants to hang out with us and have relationship with us. And there's a place of coming in union with him and manifesting his will. Yes, so the world can see. Jesus says, let your, let your good works be done before men, that they may glorify your Father in heaven. He also says, when you try to do a good thing, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. That's different. He said, there's the works of God, and then there's your, what you can do as a human. But what God can do, he wants it to be exposed to all. That's how he writes on the clouds, I'm here. The Bible says, when you love one another, they, they as in the world, will know that I was sent from the Father. When we love one another, yeah, this is riding on the cloud for all humanity because that's odd. That's not something people actually don't see in their normal lives. Sounds weird, but it's true. Even in close families, it's a lot of weirdness sometimes. (laughs) Never. (laughs) It's funny, I was looking around the church today and I just I was seeing people crying and hugging each other, and it was I was wow, I was sitting there and I was like, wow. There's a there's a blessing in this house. And I feel like I feel like as a family we're growing and loving one another, caring for one another, being there for one another to the best of our abilities. The Bible says carrying each other's burdens. And this is what it says in this, in this passage, it says. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. But what's the opposite of that? It's not envying. It's laying down my life for you. It's giving, not wanting to take what you've got. As little kids, we go, my brother got this or my sister got this. This isn't fair. Anybody ever experienced that? Every parent in here is like, oh, that was yesterday. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fair. But listen, you don't want it to be fair. You want it to be grace-filled where there is no law. You, you want it to be filled with love. But that's us recognizing we're different and that we can truly choose to go into that place. But that place doesn't just happen like Mickey Mouse throwing his wand around. That's not how it happens. You became a new creation. That was that was something that just happened as you believe in him, yeah? But there's actually a choice. There's a choice every day. There's a choice every day. There's a choice every day day to walk in the spirit. And there will be rewards in heaven. I'm not talking about getting saved. I'm not talking about works righteousness. I'm saying there will be rewards for what you've done. I'm not saying you'll lose your salvation because you didn't do enough good things. I'm saying as you choose every day To be a Christian. To live in communion. To take your bundled up frustrations and pass them on over to Jesus. Cast your burdens on the Lord for he cares for you. These are Christian things to do. The Christian thing isn't I don't have any issues. I don't have any cares or concerns. The Christian thing is to take them Here you go, Jesus. Daily in this life of let me see how you see. Let me hear how you hear. Let me know what you think about me. Let me know what you think about this person or this thing. Yeah, every day. That's the difference from when I was a kid. I remember I received Jesus and I remember praying a prayer and I remember, I remember when I was in college, I was bawling, weeping to my friend. And I was like, man, I'm such a rag. I said, I'm such a rag. I said, if anyone deserves hell, it's me. Which is sim- interesting because that was similar to what Paul said. But I didn't, I didn't read the Bible. And I remember him saying five words to me. My friends know it. But he said, thank God for his grace. And I understood in that moment, it had nothing to do with what I had done. Ever. Because if it did, Jesus died in vain. This perfect man paid a price. He died a death. The dude should never have died. I know I keep calling him dude. I hope some of you don't think it's sacrilegious. (laughs) The man. In in Latin, the man is "ecce homo," the man the man died. Someone didn't kill him. I don't know if he would've, because death comes because of sin, and the dude didn't do one. That's crazy. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think he would've died. Death becomes, comes from sin, and yet this guy suffers death And he offers us an opportunity, number one, to receive forgiveness when you feel like junk, but also grace so that you can be forgiven, but also walk in newness of life and walk after him. God truly wants to do miracles in your life. I remember when that happened to me every day since then, it's not, I'm a, it's not I remember saying one prayer and that's it. And I go on and I continue living like my old life. Ever since that moment, it's everyday life with Jesus. Even in some of the days where maybe I could have I could have listened a little bit more intently and I was being a booger. Yeah? But ever since that day, 100% it's life with Jesus. And that's for all of us. It's for all of us. It's everyday discipleship to the King of Kings. The Holy Spirit who's... He's not, it's not just a cloud. He's a person. <laughs> and he's someone to engage with. And he's right here right now. Yeah, we all doing okay? If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And that looks like us loving one another. And I'm not saying this because I don't think this church is loving one another. I'm saying it because it is. And I'm just wanting to encourage you to keep going. Yeah? Yeah? And I'm also feeling that maybe in our circumstances outside the Sunday gathering, there might be a few circumstances for many of us where we need to invite him in and recognize that the God of miracles wants to do things far above anything, number one, anything you could ask, hope, or imagine, but anything you can do. (laughs) That's so quiet in here. You guys are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, give me a little more Pentecostal. I'm just kidding. You guys okay? Y'all just thinking? Okay. Sometimes funny, It's funny when you preach sometimes it gets really quiet. And it's, it's either one, it's really good. Not that I'm judging myself based on how you guys respond. anything. I just care for you. What time is it? Because the clock's dead. Oh, perfect. Look at that. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you that. Whew. And some of you still think that you have, like, things God needs to deliver you from. Or say, Listen, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Okay, just swallow that pill, please, for the love of God. Literally, for the love of God, (laughs) swallow the pill that you are free. Otherwise, you're not going to experience it if you keep thinking in your brain, I'm not free. Shocker. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yeah? Listen. (laughs) Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions. Listen, the flesh doesn't rule you. It's been crucified. Now, you might forget that, and you might be like, uh, I kinda, I'm just going to live like that. But you don't have to, because if you're Christ, the power of flesh is literally zero, unless you choose to live in it. But don't live under the recognition it's like, oh, man, there's this powerful flesh And then there's this powerful spirit, and they just duke it out. Jesus duked it out on the cross, and it died when he died. And when he rose, he became a life-giving spirit, and he already conquered the flesh. So it's not like, oh, man, yeah, one day when my flesh is a little less strong, I'm going to live out the Holy Ghost life. You need to see it as zero, Consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. That's the reality. Now walk it out. When you're at your house, walk it out for the love of God. Walk it out because no one else is going to do it for you. Shocker. No one is going to walk out the Christian life for you. No one. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you walk by the Spirit. That means you cling to him, abide in him, receive him in the moment, practically every day. Come on in my life, Jesus. Do your will. Let's have some fun. I'm I'm bugged by this situation. God, I thank you that you're going to do great things. Even though I feel like whatever. All right, Father, can I get the worship band up here? Do you guys love the worship band? It's so amazing. You guys know living out holiness is just as miraculous as someone who like had no limb, growing out a new limb. Or like we heard a story in here one time. We had a preacher in here and said, this lady had, was it no uterus? She had no uterus? Can you have a baby with no uterus? No. Well, she's got grandkids and she did. And somehow she got a new uterus and she felt something going on in her stomach. What? What? (laughs) Is that weird? That's so weird. I was thinking this morning driving here, this, this sweet little black kid at the skate park and I remember praying for him and the kid had a walking problem. He's missing a bone in his foot and a bone grew in his foot. Yeah. The kid's walking back and forth. And I remember like yesterday, that's crazy. That's what he's doing, that's crazy. I'm like, dude, does it feel better? Yeah, that's crazy. Remember some of the kids coming to the high school, because I was a high school water polo coach, and they'd be like, Man, remember that one time at the skate park, some of the kids are there? So that's crazy. Do you know that you loving your neighbor is just as miraculous? Don't think that there's a difference. I can't, you can't heal someone from blindness. And you also don't produce the righteousness of God by your own efforts. You produce the righteousness of Micah, of Ali, of Joe. You produce your own righteousness, self-righteousness. But it's miraculous. And this life of the Spirit, all of it is supernatural. You can't be a Christian and not like the supernatural. Everything is supernatural. And us learning that is so vital. Yeah. Make it practical. I love you guys. I'm done, I'm done. Can we sing? Can we also get the prayer team up here? Oh, my gosh. I want to keep going, but I don't. I got to. One more thing. Put your hand on your heart if you're like. Put your hand on your heart. Think about what I'm about to say before you just do it or repeat after me, okay? (laughs) Put your hand on your heart if you feel like man, I know I'm a new creation, I know all that stuff, but I feel like I've been missing out a bit on this walking by the Spirit, on this on this communion right now. I, f- I just feel like there's something there's something more that's available in my family, with my friends, in my workplace. I feel like there's something more. I know I'm a Christian. But I've been doing it and I recognize Jesus on a Sunday maybe or put your hand on your heart I'm gonna pray for you father I thank you that they have all things that pertain to life and godliness that they are free to walk by the spirit There is no flesh and no demonic power, height nor depth or anything in this world that can stop them from living out their destiny to walk as children of God. So, Father, I pray that you would rush in like a mighty wind in their houses. I pray that you'd rush in in their workplaces. Father, I pray you'd stretch forth your hand to heal, that signs and wonders would be done in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for miracles to break out, out on the streets, outside of this building, for every single one of them. Miracles of love, miracles of just giving up their own lives for others, miracles of provision, miracles of healing. God, miracles all around them, Lord Jesus, where they see death, God, may the they see resurrection where they see sickness father i pray that they would see life where they see lack god i pray that they would see the provider father i pray that you would lift up their eyes to the hills from where their help comes from and god i pray that they would see you so deeply in this day god that there be something different over them that the world says what is going on father i pray you'd release it i pray you would transform their families and their friends come on guys Woo! I pray something over you right now in Jesus' name that literally gives you courage. May the God of all hope give you peace, give you strength. You have everything that you need, and you're not in lack. For the brokenhearted, he wants to mend it right now. Just take your heart and put it right in front of him, and he's just going to wrap it up. He mends and heals the brokenhearted. If you had a hope and a dream that you feel got dashed to pieces, God was there. And God is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Dare to have hope again for those people. Dare to have hope again. Let's stand and and worship one song together, guys. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life.